Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now, here's your host, award-winning certified exit planning advisor, Julie Keys. Welcome, everybody, to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners looking to plan their future exit from their business. My name is Julie Keys. I'm a certified exit planning advisor, and I'm here to interview one of the foremost senior vice president bankers in the Twin Cities about some of the changes that are coming down with SBA and some of the interesting situations that they found themselves in with regard to acquisitions, both with buyers and with sellers. We'll be talking with him very shortly as soon as we hear from our show sponsors, Trustpoint and Sunbelt Business Advisors. Trustpoint will design and manage a 401k plan that fits your company's needs. They handle everything from the record keeping and investments to employee education and ongoing administration. And they take on the highest level of fiduciary responsibility to ensure your 401k plan is compliant. You already have plenty to keep you up at night. Your 401k plan should not be one of them. Let their experts help you with a complete plan solution, saving you time to focus on what you do best your business. Visit TrustPointInc.com for more details. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at SunbeltMinnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880. sunbeltminnesota.com. Welcome to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. We are here in the studio today with Jeff Campbell, Senior Vice President of Fidelity Bank in the Twin Cities. Jeff, welcome to Poise for Exit. Well, thank you for having me, Julie. This is long overdue and really appreciate all of your efforts in the community with the business owners um, and and other service providers, not just the the hard work and great work you do, but the education you provide in Mm -hmm. town and, uh, and likewise, really consider you, you know, kind of a, a human dynamo um, with your efforts and your your hard work and coming off a busy family celebration this weekend yeah. and right back at it. And uh, again, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, as Jeff alluded to, my daughter got married over the weekend and it was a big party. We had a good time. They are in Catalina Island right now for their honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have a topic today that we want to talk about that is, uh, actually, I saw the article in Upsize Magazine that your new lender that you just hired, Anne Franklin, she's an SBA expert, that she wrote, and I thought, gosh, that's a great topic. I think we should cover that. So I really appreciate you being able to to come into the studio today to talk about this um, instead of putting it off. 
But, you know, before we get to that, I, I wanted to just refer, I don't know, with the, with the listeners out there, you may or may not have um, listened to the episode from like, what is it, a year, year and a half ago when we yeah. had Ben Cowan on the show? That was one of the best episodes that we have ever done. It was a great interview with a business owner who's had numerous um, acquisitions in his business lifetime. Jeff has been his lender par excellence throughout the entire thing and, and business advisor relationship as well. And so if you haven't heard the 1-800-JUNK episode with Ben Cowan, I highly recommend that you listen to that episode. I just wanted to plug it because it was so good. Yeah, Ben had a, a, a very heartfelt message in that episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been fortunate enough to work with um, with customers like Ben. That would be an example where there was an opportunity in the local market that we were able to help out with um, helping him execute on that opportunity to uh, further grow his business and his territory, essentially uh, now would, would, would have the entire Twin City market for that particular franchise. He has some other businesses that he's involved with as well. But right. Again, that a classic example of, of really what we wanted to talk about today of getting creative and tailoring a solution to execute and take advantage of the opportunity to continue to grow his business. And in uh, that one, a lot of moving parts. It was in, uh, you know, kind of in the shortly after, in the heart of the pandemic. So just a tumultuous time in general and hard to get things done. And we right. were able to uh, hear his plan, understand what he was trying to accomplish, help guide him along with the seller, uh, which was very important to make it a workable deal for everybody. Right. It would put together, you know, to... to Institute enough flexibility for for everyone involved, and and get the get the deal done without um, dragging it on too long. So part of what we were able to provide Ben, we understood the business, understood his plan and his vision, but also really worked um, closely with him to help guide him along with how this needs to how this how we would like to see this come together. Yeah, um, and really be flexible during the whole process. We had another example also during uh, during COVID where it was uh, an existing client had an opportunity to buy a segment of a business from a private equity company um, or a private equity group. So I think this particular group maybe was was in some relative distress, was looking to shed some assets. Our client acquired this bolt-on that really fit well with his brand. It was really a publishing company tied to the automotive service industry. Oh. Um, and he added a new brand and a new publication, if you will, to his catalog and um, was able to bolt it on, build it up, and, and, and subsequently sold his entire aggregate business a few years, late, a few years later, much of which was really piggybacked off the growth he was able to Sure. Uh, experience after the acquisition we helped them with, um, you know, it, really in the middle of 2020. So two really good examples. Ben really gave a good, you know, like I said, a heartfelt testimonial about uh, the ups and downs of, of being a business owner. And we were really fortunate to work with people we like. And that's uh, yeah. that's one of the, the nice things. I've been doing this for almost 22 years now at the bank. And uh, I do tell uh, our prospects, our clients, that one of the fortunate things that um, that, that we get to do now uh, as we uh, progress in our career is work with people we like. And, uh, right. and uh, 
certainly those those two would fit the bill. Well, he had great things to say about you and Fidelity Bank and how you guys worked with him as a partner, which I really enjoyed hearing that. Um, that doesn't it doesn't ring true all the time, right? A partner it, and one that's not yeah. afraid to challenge as right. well. So. I think usually the customers appreciate the upfront, direct yeah. approach. Well, like you said, the creativity, right? Just being creative. Let's see how we can approach this and make it be a win-win, not just for, you know, for everybody, right? Not just for the buyer or the seller. Yeah. So now um, getting back to what we referred to at the beginning of the show here with Anne and her article for Upsize Magazine. So for our listeners, if you haven't, uh, if you don't subscribe to Upsize Magazine, I would subs- I would uh, encourage you to subscribe to Upsize Magazine. They have a written version as well as an online version, and the articles in there are really super helpful, especially for business owners. Obviously, that's meant for business owners, and it's not about just about you know creating value and growing your business, but there's also really good strategy in there for things like making acquisitions, or whether you're a buyer or a seller and you're involved in a transition. And Anne wrote this article, and I thought, well, we, this would be a good topic for us to talk about because we haven't talked about lending, you know, loan programs, rates, um, underwriting, that kind of stuff for quite a while, and things have changed, right, yep. since the last time we had a chat about this. So maybe you could just start from that, the subject of that article and, you know, kind of what propelled the subject in the first place and, and maybe just give us some, shed some light on that. Well, we're excited to have Anne on board. Um, She's also a good mom. She's uh, chaperoning at the Minnesota Zoo today oh. with her daughter, um, <laughs> or otherwise she'd be joining us. But Fidelity Bank's been laser-focused on small businesses, and I w- we typically categorize that 50 to $100 million in revenue and below. And as a result of that, we've always been helping customers with acquisitions, transition, succession planning. Um, you know, It could be, as mentioned, an acquisition of a new business or a segment of a business, uh, or a, or a partner buyout or something of that nature. We have XB, we had SBA expertise, but didn't have the internal horsepower. We were really excited to bring Ann on board to up our game and to have that expertise and the ability to do more complex complex SBA transactions. The article that you referenced was really more of an all encompassing, you know, update on the local M and A market, and but but moreover, really to focus on finding the right lender to fund your business mm-hmm. and to and to grow your business, uh, whether that is through an acquisition or another transaction or just other ways to grow, but finding the right lender and the right long-term partner in order to execute those plans. And we've been, as mentioned, focused on that market, get to know our clients really well, and want to be a partner, as you mentioned, to come up with creative ideas to get them to the next level. And that's really, uh, you're going to hear that phrase uh, a few times here, next level banking. And that includes uh, getting to know who we're working with intimately and being a resource. And that may be directly on the financing side, or it might be providing a resource like yourself, Julie, or access to our network, again, Mm -hmm. to get them to the next level of success and uh, we've been very fortunate to keep a team of tenured professionals, lenders, support staff, cash management, uh, and we continue to build that team. And uh, Ann was is a is a valuable addition to yeah. that to that team for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about uh, some of the new stuff coming down with SBA. We're going to hear about that in a minute. But first, let's talk about. 
what is it that buyers need to know today? Well, I think the markets, there's a lot of uncertainty in general in, in, the, in the economy and the banking environment, of course. You've heard about that in, uh, you know, mm-hmm. since the first quarter. Right. It sounds, you, you, you hear general updates that there's been fewer transactions occurring. Much of that is likely driven by the uh, the, the higher interest rate environment, mm-hmm. or just generally the uncertainty in the, in the market, and gen, you know, yeah, in, combination the uncertainty of both. And, yeah. and those would add up. I would say, um, you know, these things do come, and and there is an ebb and flow. But you know, it, it seems as though there are a fair amount of transactions occurring. Part of the logic would be, if the growth is going to be a little tougher due to constraints on capacity, labor to different interest rate environment, perhaps just a macro level with the economy. The other way to grow might be through acquisition right. or through a transaction um, to, to grow the business accordingly. So right. uh, there are business owners that are defaulting to that. Okay, if this organic growth is going to be slower, if we're having a hard time staffing up, mm-hmm. uh, maybe we need to look at acquiring a business, whether that's a bolt-on, uh, a, you know, a, bolt a, a ancillary business, a uh, strategic uh, acquisition to again grow our capacity, and you know to do that, you got to know who you're working with on the banking side, and you know the lender can help quarterback that. But really, um, you know the lender is going to be one member of the team, so right. it's important to assemble a team, have accurate and timely information. You know you've heard, you've covered this with other guests the importance of of assembling an entire team for your strategy. It's not a cookie cutter type approach right. with your lender, and to tailor a solution to preserve flexibility, to accomplish the goals, and to and to set the business up for continued success is really, you know, the goals as we work with our clients as we review these transactions. Well, and it isn't just about making sure that the numbers work right when we're talking about an acquisition. So when you're looking at a possible lending opportunity for a client of yours or someone who was referred to you by a trusted advisor on your team. And we've got someone, you know, a business owner who's looking to grow by acquisition and, and acquire another business, whether it's, you know, different geographic area or, you know, a strategic purchase or whatever the situation is. When you're looking at that, how how do you assess it? Like what kind of lens do you look at it through aside from just the numbers? Well, I think it, the main and first question that we always ask, even before diving into the numbers, does this make business sense? Right. I mean, that has to be a number one. Amen. And to, to grow just for the sake of growing doesn't make any sense. And to layer on a bunch of debt and a, you know potentially a, a lot more risk. Mm-hmm. So does this make business sense? And to walk through the merits from a uh, the, the logic of the business um, case that you can make, the financials, of course, it needs to make, you know, it needs to cash flow. It needs to show that this is a long-term um, accretive transaction for the business. You know, the bank is always going to defer a bit towards flexibility of the model. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the owners that have gone through these really appreciate that after the fact. To go in too tight and to feel like you're up against it on day one doesn't provide a lot of flexibility if things perhaps don't go quite as smoothly as planned right? or if opportunity number two comes down the door or, or comes comes along 
and uh, comes knocking at the door, and they have the opportunity to perhaps grow again. So right. and then they're maxed out and they can't. So, yeah. yeah, there's only right. so many eggs to go around to structure things as flexible as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, you know, to hammer away at that term, flexibility can really give the owner a lot more room for that next opportunity down the line, or give them the room to navigate things if they don't go quite as well as planned. Um, you know, one thing I do see, we've mentioned uh, some SBA lending programs right. that, we'll, that we'll give a little update on here in a bit, but sometimes there might be a default for, our, for certain small businesses to go, hey, it's SBA or bust, and that's the only way to do it, and they're really intent on the, on the deal, and they, they force themselves into an SBA loan that may or may not make sense depending on how it's structured. Right. Back to the, 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 uh, the theme of knowing who you're working with and have a trusted advisor that can set you up for success. If you get in the wrong loan program, it can really restrict your options down the line mm-hmm. depending on how it's structured. And I have run into that on occasion where, um, for example, if a small business was looking to make just a wholesale banking change but couldn't because they used more of a transactional SBA lender on a on on an acquisition and it in it eliminated their options to make a move sure. because that SBA loan really tied them up as a result. Right. So, uh there's there are various options out there to finance these, but you got to think long term and mm-hmm. again back to the word flexibility long-term as to um, if there's another opportunity, if I needed to make a change, if I needed to unwind something, uh, is this structured to give me the ability to continue to run my business and to make decisions down the line? Well, and then from you know the seller's perspective, I, I think that there are a lot of sellers out there that don't really consider how much influence they can have for a buyer for financing um, you know, I mean, I think that they're just, they figure, well, they're just going to go get their own financing and we'll work this deal out or however it's structured. Right. But when you think about it, half of the underwriting is the business, maybe more. Right. I think the sellers need to understand yeah. the uh, ramifications of, um, of a sale. Obviously they have employees, their position in the community, those things are important All of those as things, well. For sure. And, uh, yeah. and then likewise on the financing side with the current interest rate environment, you know, we have seen. A w- openness with sellers to perhaps finance more of a transaction and earn a market interest rate, mm-hmm. which they find pretty attractive. And if they can find the balance of getting a certain amount of money down and then financing a portion of it through some sort of seller debt at a rate that is higher than it had been in recent years, it can be a lot more attractive to them to clip that coupon regularly going forward, mm-hmm. knowing that they have a sound buyer in place that uh, put together a logical financing structure for the transaction, and then the seller can be rest assured that they have uh, things are well positioned for them to um, exit the business the way they'd like, but also potentially earn a nice interest rate on the piece of the transaction while getting yeah. a decent chunk down. So there's different ways to put put these things together. There does seem to be a bit of a willingness to. Um, for for sellers based on the interest rate environment to collect that that nice coupon, um, 
because it's just a different interest rate world than it was a few years ago. Yeah, and I think even a combination of that too, where you maybe carry part of it as a seller and then the rest of the financing maybe even goes to the seller's current lender, which is what I was alluding to. Um, I, I don't think that sellers really look at that as as being an, ad, an advantage, but when you have a business that you'd like to transition from and you've got a great relationship with a, a bank like Fidelity, that's a selling feature, right? This bank has been with me for a long time. They're a good lending bank. They know my business. You know, you should at least, as a buyer, Mr. Buyer or Miss Buyer, you should at least give them a shot at doing some of the financing or part of the financing because they already know. So it would seem to me that it would shorten the learning curve for everybody, shorten the, you know, increase the success rate of actually closing the deal too, right? That that equity that you built up with your your incumbent bank. Right, right, yeah. So um, that's kind of a point that I wanted to make around the seller situation. But um, so let's just talk really quick about how things are looking today. Uh, here we are almost in June of 2023. Things are a little bit different on the lending side. I think from what I've heard anyway, the transactions are maybe taking a little bit longer. And so if we were going to give a little bit of advice to a buyer or a seller with regard to what banks are looking for, aside from, you know, just sticking with the bank that already knows the business, um, what are a couple things that maybe you could advise a buyer or a seller? And then from there, we'll go into that new SBA financing program you talked about. Well, there, there continues to be some turnover in the banking market uh, with, with lenders uh, going a different direction with other institutions. There's some, some consolidation that's still getting ironed out in town. Um, I would say it's really know who you're working with. Understand, are they an expert, and do they have resources available to understand and to uh, to fully analyze a transaction to give you the mo- as many options as possible? The again, the interest rates are driving a lot of the the activity levels that'll come and go. I think um, you know the the health and to know who you're working with with your bank is very important, all of which is public information. But you may have lenders that will come and go or exit, enter and exit certain industries or certain lending, certain lending areas. Um, mm-hmm. Know who you're working with. Understand, is this, their, is this in their wheelhouse? And then furthermore, how are they doing? That Do they have liquidity? <laughs> What's their balance sheet made of? Yeah. Um, what areas in their lending... This again, all of this is public information. Right. Um, know who you're working with is key. Yeah. I just really quick, I just wanted to mention you and I and Anne when we got together recently, we talked about how you're being solicited by other banks. Hey, if you're not able to do this loan, we'll do this loan for you, which you guys don't have any problems with that. However, there are some banks out there that aren't lending, right? They're not. Um, necessarily taking on some of this business and they're referring it to other banks like you. So um, just I just wanted to underline what you just said uh, when it comes to knowing the experts and uh, knowing who you're working with. But let's flip real quick over to that uh, new SBA financing program that we briefly discussed before the show. I'm interested in having our listeners know that it's up and coming, like what, two months away, yeah, three months? There's changes coming. None of this is set in stone, at least mm-hmm. as I understand it. It reminds me a bit of the, um, you know, if you remember during the PPP yeah. um, intense yeah. fever. All the rules uh, kept changing. Rules like kept changing. Everyone thought they understood the before they were, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. no one really knew where things were going to land. It isn't nearly at that level, but there's yeah. some exciting changes coming, and it's going to impact the um, the availability of using the SBA for 
acquisition funding um, or other transactions. Historically, and this is the biggest change, historically, uh, partial buyouts were not eligible for SBA financing. It had mm -hmm. to be 100% financing. If you're buying, you know, it would be, you know, if you're buying a competitor, that seller would have to sufficiently sever ties with the business, meaning they couldn't be around after 12 months. They could be around as some sort of, you know, brief consulting agreement. Mm -hmm. And it was 100% or, or, or nothing. Now they are looking at potential partial buyouts, which might work for internal or external transactions. Mm -hmm. And as a result, the seller could stay on as a, an employee. Um, so this is a big change. Um, it's going to, it's going to open up a lot more opportunities to utilize the SBA. Why does the SBA make sense? Well, usually it's to enhance a certain, uh, particular component of a loan might, might get the ability to stretch it out longer, perhaps a little bit less equity down. And, uh, the SBA for the right transaction makes a lot of sense. These changes are going to give, are going to, the, the intent is to make it a more flexible program to allow for more, <laughs> Um, more transactions to fit in within the confines of the SBA. I love that. We're, we're going to make sure and have you back on the show later this summer once we know more, right, there about are this some program? Other, yeah, and there are yeah. other, other other changes coming with less, potentially more flexible underwriting arrangements. Again, not, okay. not totally uh, set in stone and it might open up the um, non-bank lenders, which we'll see how that impacts the oh. program in general as well. The fintechs might have the ability to be more involved in SBA lending. Banks mm -hmm. may not be too excited about that. We'll see how that impacts the whole program if there's right. riskier loans that are getting taken on. So uh, it, it should be very interesting, but I think all of these changes are going to be positive for the business owners. Out right. There. Yeah. So it, has, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. I love that. Well, more options are always a good thing, and um, thank you for so much for sharing this information, Jeff. I know there's going to be more coming, but for our listeners, thank you for listening, for subscribing, for following, for reviewing. We really appreciate it. Jeff, thanks for joining us on the show today. It was great having My you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And everybody, please join us again next time.